On today's Intelligent Money Minute, we'll interview Ed Peters, managing partner at First Quadrant, author and investment management professional, on what are the inflationary indicators and what can they tell us. Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charter holder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high net worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake. Ed, are there inflation indicators out there and what can they tell us? Yeah, there, there actually is. There are two. Uh, one which everybody pays attention is money supply. The Fed publishes money supply, as we know. And, and after the pandemic, uh, money supply did soar. Okay, But money supply has been growing for some time. And it grew all during the post-global uh, financial crisis period since 2008 as well. And we still didn't have inflation then. So what was missing? What appears to be missing, or the number to look at, is actually money velocity is what they call it. And the St. Louis Fed publishes these numbers and you can see them. And the velocity is, is basically the amount of currency that's being spent as a ratio of the amount of money that's uh, in supply. It's basically how much money is circulating through the economy. And what you do is you look at money supply growth versus GDP growth to see what that is. And while money supply has grown, GDP has grown faster. So oddly, uh, during the post global financial crisis period, despite the high level of government spending that occurred then, the velocity of money continued falling. So money supply was growing, but it wasn't growing as fast as the economy. Unfortunately, after the pandemic hit, the recession in 2020, money velocity actually collapsed. (laughs) It, It got even worse. And it's been flat since then. So basically what this means is that while there's more money going into the economy, most people are still saving that money. Mm -hmm. Okay, They're not really spending it at the rate that the economy is expanding. That, again, is is a, a sign that it's a supply problem. People aren't spending the money, not necessarily because they don't want to spend it. It's just that the supplies aren't there for them to spend it. So the velocity of money has actually been uh, very low and it hasn't improved. The thing that makes this difficult, though, is that uh, GDP only comes out quarterly. And we just got last quarter's number. Money velocity is still low, (laughs) but we won't know whether it's picking up or not until a quarter from now, again, because we have to wait for GDP to come out. Money supply we see regularly, but we don't see GDP that often. So if we had seen more spending and that money velocity would have increased at a faster clip than our GDP growth, that would indicate that possibly we do have a monetary inflation situation brewing. That's right. In in past periods where we've had monetary inflation, money supply has grown faster than the economy, than the GDP. And that's a sign that too much money is being generated and going into the system. And that's usually done by by borrowing. Okay, so it's not just government borrowing, by the way. It's also lending by banks. So it's it's also credit. That's why when the when the Fed raises rates, they're trying to slow down the growth in the money supply by cutting down on the amount of lending that's going on. So they can uh, try and tamper that down as part of their bifold mandate of keeping inflation within two percent ish and keeping unemployment low. Right. And that's the danger right now, because monetary policy is not that great at controlling supply side inflation. Okay, Monetary policy can change demand. 
And that's what the Fed is good at and other central banks. You increase interest rates and that slows demand, slows the economy. If on the other hand, the reason for your increase is because of supply shortages, raising interest rates does not improve your supply lines. <laughs> okay. And the only way you can get rid of inflation that way would be to bring demand down to a level where it's the same as supply. And to do that, you generally would have to uh, go into a recession and raise unemployment by a large amount. I'm not sure that there's really much will to do that, but that's what would probably have to happen in order for a supply side inflation to be relieved. Money velocity is the amount of currency that is spent compared to how much money is out there. While money supply has grown, GDP has increased faster, causing the money velocity to collapse, and it's currently flat. While there is more money going into the economy, Americans are not spending, but rather saving their money. This can indicate that the current inflationary environment is caused by something other than the money supply, perhaps supply shocks due to supply chain issues, or demand shocks based on the pent-up demand for goods and services from Americans. On the next episode with Ed Peters, we'll talk about the difficulty the Fed has found itself in and what are some of the potential outcomes as they navigate this difficult environment. If you'd like to become a client or learn more about intelligent investing, please call 864-679-0500 or visit investedwithyou.com. Remember, time is money, so invest in every minute. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal or accounting advice. Copy right 2022 all rights reserved